Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed. It's Memphis in May week. Got Miss Southern Shell with Michelle. How you doing? Doing good. Tyler's at the board. You ready for Memphis in May? Tyler, you ready for your first Memphis in May with us? Heck yeah, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. I am so excited. This is it's my second ho- favorite holiday of the year. <laughs> Go ahead and get that out the way. Uh, Memphis in May is a holiday to me. It is. It's an event. It's a week-long event. Yeah, yeah. It's a celebration of all things pork down at Tom Lee Park in Memphis, Tennessee. I have to tell you, I'm a little worried because I'm not worried or stressed or... We're just going to have like a good we're time. Behind. We're going to win ribs. Uh, we're cooking. What we're doing, you going to run down everything we've got to do, or you got some housekeeping? I'm, I'm jumping right into this. I'm sorry, yeah. Michelle. So first, Palmer I'm hand home. the lead over to you. Palmer home. <laughs> oh yeah, the Palmer. We still got our Palmer home. Uh, uh, going through Labor Day. Yep, fundraising event going on. Where Shell, uh, you're going to give us the details on how much money we've raised so far. I am. Um, so if you have questions about our Palmer Home event, go to howtobarbecuewrite.com forward slash Palmer. You'll find out about the fundraising and the class that we're doing for the top five fundraisers. Yes. We are currently, we're, si- we're still sitting right at seven grand. Okay. Well, that's good. So after Memphis and May, we're going to have to make a big push and try to. We got to get it up there. We got to raise 20. So. We're, yeah, we're going to raise 20. Or it's going to come out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I've pledged 20. By goodness, we're coming up with 20. One way or the other. One way or the other. <laughs> One way or the other. If I got to take out a loan um, for the kids, it's a good cause. It is. It so. is. It's a really good cause. That's right. That's wow. the main housekeeping thing. Okay, that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, what what are we talking about besides Memphis and May? Uh, I'm excited. Okay. About. You want to let's talk about something besides Memphis and May. This past weekend, you cooked a delicious Walmart steak. I feel like this. <laughs> you brought the week. <laughs> So well, Walmart's not. We went for Mother's me. Day. We went to Deer Camp, and you went with us. So we got a little house we've we've kind of fixed up down there, and uh, we were planting some sunflowers so we can have a dove field and doing some bush. Just trying and to get stuff. away for a little weekend. We just got away from everything, and you and Michael ran to Walmart. That's the closest grocery store is Walmart. I don't know if there's any other. There's not a Kroger down there. I don't. There might be some like cash saver type thing or something. Yeah. You pretty much got Dollar General, Walmart, or some little, you know, small one, and that's it. Yeah. And so you went and I mean, to Walmart, Walmart and picked still, up some groceries. Walmart's still like twenty minutes away. You yeah. Know? And you came back with three good looking ribeye steaks. I was like, man, Walmart's got this down here. All right, I feel you. <laughs> I mean, they were just choice grade. They were marbled up. They you picked pretty. out. Now you used some of your uh, SCA steak cook uh, picking skills to pick out a. It was a three pack and they were all try hearts and i guess people were skipping over that i don't know why people skipped over that pack most people don't know i didn't i, I didn't know how to pick a good ribeye steak how before do you, you pick started, yeah before i started doing it, SEA i mean steaks. I, the spinalis is where it's all about well, so i yeah. like those try hearts but i like you know if, it, if i can't find a try heart i want one's got a big thick spinalis right what's a spinalis it's the muscle that's kind of makes up the front part of the ribeye it's a super tender it's it's kind of like the ribeye cap and it's this, it's this muscle that's well marbled all yeah. through and through, and it wraps around really the, the loin of the rib. It's got a lot of, yeah, it's got a lot of good fat in it. Mm-hmm. But it's the most tender part of a ribeye. 
I mean, you've got your, the kind of the eye of it or where it tails back into the actual loin, but it's that front part that's so tender. And they get that, uh, the spinalis is really bigger up closer to the sh- front shoulder to chuck end. And as it goes down, it tapers off into what, you know, the normal spinalis is, which is just like that little lip yeah. that wraps around. And as it goes Small. down, it fades away and the eye gets bigger. So you want the spinalis. Yes, that's and, my And at Costco, they sell just spinalis steaks. They take that whole thing off and wrap it up tight and then cut it into pinwheel-looking steaks. And, man, those are awesome. You have a recipe on that, too. Yeah, I've done that. Those are really good. Yeah. The only thing bad about those is you got to watch the tie. They tie it all up, and you'll get strings in there. You kind of if you don't if you don't get it all out, you'll be picking strings out as you eat it. It's still delicious. I don't mind a little bunch of twine <laughs> intermingled. I can get that out of there. You also got to be careful. It's hard to get uh, accurate rating on temps yeah. and, and stuff like spinalis because of the fat content. You right. Know? So back to the ribeyes, those Walmart ribeyes. We had them for dinner Saturday night. We didn't have like we didn't have every, we don't have everything disposable out like at our home. I didn't have a thermopin or anything to temp them with. I had a PK grill down there that was in my barbecue trailer. I had some charcoal. I had grill grates. Didn't have a grill tool, so I just had to <laughs> use gloves and hands. I did have some gloves I'd brought to keep those in my truck. You didn't have a, a grill brush or anything you used? No. Full, watered up aluminum water, Watered up full, cleaning the grill grate off. Michael helped me. He got the fire going. and You seasoned the steaks. We just had some AP and steak grub on them. Mm-hmm. Let it sit about an hour. Threw those steaks on a hot grill, and I cooked them. It was like a, a minute and a half, a turn, a minute and a half. It was six minutes total. I felt them. I said, yeah, that's where you want them. Because, see, in a contest, you're going for that medium. But I like to eat mine on the medium rare side. And these were jam up. You, Man, they you, were so good. Yeah. As soon as I cut into it, I was like, ooh. Yeah, I wouldn't expect that tenderness. <laughs> yeah. I expect them to be a little on the tough side. Yeah. From Walmart, you know. So. I think you just get lucky sometimes, you know. Yeah. Those had just been aged properly. It wasn't because Walmart butcher cut them or anything. Yeah. It was just what came in and was in the counter. I don't think a, a Walmart butcher cut them. They have Not, a butcher at Walmart? Yeah. I, I think it came in in a three-pack. Yeah, it probably did. <laughs> and they put it on the shelf just but like a cereal. they were good. They were fun. We, had a baked, we didn't have anything fancy, just a baked potato to go with it. And uh, On Sunday. I had a whiskey drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, on, you did some bread. You did, yeah, uh, we you did, did a bread, loaf of French potato. bread. That was good. Um, on Sunday, you cooked some chicken wings. Whole chicken for Mother's wings. Day. Yep. My mom was out of town. Normally we go see her, and uh, your mom lives out of town, so we don't get to go down there very often because it's load-in weekend. But they stopped load-in because of inclement weather coming into Memphis, so we just hung out at the house and watched it storm. And I I went and uh, went to Kroger, and I was like, oh, nobody's going to be at Kroger on Mother's Day. You know, man, I was wrong. <laughs> it was like Thanksgiving. Everybody was there. They were all buying stuff. I mean, all the cards were gone, you know, yeah. flowers were gone. And then people were, I guess what people were buying to cook for their moms instead of going out to eat. And so that's what I did. But I wanted to cook something you liked that was fairly easy. So I just got yeah. some chicken wings and we made some ranch dip. And what else did we have? Oh, some shrimp. Bought some shrimp. Yeah. You used Heath Rowell's new chicken seasoning. Some French onion dip and ruffles. That's one of your favorite little treats. <laughs> <laughs> some chicken salad. We just kind of had snacks all day, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a great Mother's Day. Um, so you used Heath Rowell's new chicken rub on the chicken Oh, wings. yeah. So I just did whole wings. I put them in the refrigerator. I, whenever I do wings, I like to let them air dry. So I would put them on a raised rack and over a pan in the refrigerator, kind of spread them out, let them sit about two and a half hours to where the skin dries out. All that moisture is off of them. Then I didn't do anything to them except sprinkle them with Heath's chicken rub. 
And that was that was, was that the first time, first time I've cooked with it. Yeah. And man, I was super impressed. I didn't put it, anything else. How long has he had it out on the market? I think he's had it out for a few months anyway. Okay. So it's come out this new. spring. Yeah, it's fairly new. Yeah. First time I tried it. Yeah, I'd, I'd run that in a contest. It's good. It's really? good stuff. Yeah. It had a southwesterny. Yeah, I, I get that. It uh, tastes like it has cumin-y. some cumin, some smoky, you know, yeah. smoky notes to Paprika it. Paprika, maybe. Yes, yeah, but on chicken skin, man, it was good. Yeah. And I threw them on the Traeger. I'd run them at three fifty. It takes right at an hour, hour and fifteen minutes, something like that. I, I cook them till they're about one ninety and one ninety five. I want to be able to pull it apart and it just the bones pull out. Yeah, well, and, wings. I mean, it's mainly skin. There's some fat under it and some meat, but wings are wings, and they can go up high. I mean, if you cook them to where the bone's about to pop out, they're perfect. I, there's nothing worse than me than eating a whole wing where you can't tear the skin, or when you when you bust it open, separate the flat from the drummy, it all tears, you know, the skin yeah. just pulls it all. I want it to be where you can just about take them bones out whole, and then you can just eat too. it all yeah. except the flapper. I mean, that's what it's good. But these got crispy. I didn't spray them with oil. I didn't do anything. I just left them on there until, you know, I flipped them halfway through. Yeah. So after about five, I set a 45-minute timer, I go out and flip them. And then about 15 minutes, I start checking them. They're usually about 165, 170. And then I just let them keep creeping up to about 190, 195. And I know the bones will come right out. And at that point. They were crispy. Do you think it's because you let it air dry? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because you get the, the dryer, you know. A lot of the videos I've done, I always take paper towel and dry them. And yeah. I've done that with wings, too. When I don't have time to let them sit in there and air dry, I'll just take them and lay them out on paper towel, absorb up any moisture I can. Um, and I put you know oil on the skin before, but really, if you let them air dry, you don't have to. They get really good and crispy. Yeah. And you let them air dry for probably, what, two hours? Yeah. You know what? I've never tried that with thighs. I need to try that. Ooh. See if you can get that skin crispier? As crispy as it gets on the... Are you talking about like for um, competitions? Yeah, to see how it does. Hmm. After you scrape them, you spread still- them out on a rack and then let them sit there and air dry and get dry as they can. Are you still going to cook them see. in butter? But not like to where it submerges them, where the top's out of it. You know what I mean? Then you wouldn't have to wrap them. Yeah. Which that's what uh, Heath does is chicken legs. He don't wrap them. He just he cooks them in in some butter, but they keep putting butter like over them some, but they never wrap. They more baste it than they yeah, do. That's right. Submerge it. I need to get him on there and do, do that chicken leg recipe. Yeah, for us. yeah. Speaking of chicken legs, you had a chicken lollipop recipe on TikTok. On yeah, TikTok. and Tyler did that good. one, didn't we? Yeah, that was yes, a good sir. one. It's done a half million views already, pretty much, isn't it? When did yeah. that go live? Well, there's there was two parts uh, about a week and a half ago. The chicken leg. Uh, we tutorial. Did the trimming. The right? trimming. Yeah, yes. how to how to turn a chicken leg into a lollipop. Yes, and then uh, so then a week. How'd that one do? Did that it? one did pretty good as well. Um, and then it, it did even better after the other one took off. So because yeah. people kept going back to it to figure out how to do that. How to, do that, yeah. how to turn it into the lollipop? It's how really do you do easy. It? I take a knife and I kind of cut around the bottom of the leg, just make a circle around it. What's then, the bottom of the leg? Like where's you know, the big part? The meaty part? Yeah, where the foot <laughs> would be around his ankle. <laughs> I take I take a knife, sharp knife, cut a circle around the ankle, <laughs> and then grab some paper towel. Start. I push the meat down where I can kind of hold it, and then grab some paper towel and put it on that knuckle, on his old ankle joint. Yeah. Pull all that off, all the skin, the cartilage, off there. And then I just kind of grab that ankle bone and pull down and get all the meat. Pull the skin back. Pull push the meat down, and then pull the skin back around it. 
Then I take my knife or some kitchen uh, scissors or shears and then trim out because there's some tendons in there. You have to trim those out. And then there's one little bone that kind of sticks off the side of the leg. I don't know yeah. what bone it would be. Almost like your tibula. Tibular, fibula, or whatever they are. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know my chicken anatomy well enough to know what that bone's called. But uh, I break it off to where it's you don't have this little sharp bone, and then um, you're just ready to go season and cook them. It's really easy. You use a chicken rack a lot of times. Yeah, right? I've got this. So they uh, hang almost. Does he do that with his legs? A, no, he just lays them in a pan. Okay, but it's called. A, I guess it's a leg wing rack because mm-hmm. it's meant to hang wings up too. But it works great for chicken legs. You don't even have to do them lollipops. You can just hang whole legs in there. But it works really good. Um, I've never seen you cook wings on there. I never have. I always cook wings on the grate. You know? Yeah. I need to try that. Do you do whole wings on there? Yeah, yeah that's what it's made for. Yeah, I don't think it, it – there's no – I mean, it wouldn't hold them if it wasn't a whole one. But you kind of – you can lay it up there and it kind of – the hook of the wing, you know, where the – Yeah, yeah. Flat and dry. A little hit, flappy. You put that on there and let it hang down. We'll have to try that. Yeah. I wonder if it would help get the skin even crispier. Probably would cook it a little more, you know. Yeah. All around. As long as you didn't bunch them up. That's the thing. How many legs did that thing hold? It's like 14, I think. I think I had a 13. Yeah, you had one less than. Yeah, I think it'll, and I think I had 13. So it'll hold 14 legs or 14 wings. I think. So after you trim them into a lollipop shape, what'd you um, do in that recipe? Season them with some hot rub. And put them on, smoked them for, I don't know, I think it's about an hour. It's been, it was, I ran, ran there at 350 because I like cooking chicken a little hotter. Smoked them until the color looked really good. Then I took some 50 50 sauce. Did I mix No, anything? it was a firecracker sauce. Wasn't oh, it? no, I did the firecracker sauce with, yeah, with some vinegar sauce added mm-hmm. to it. It's brown sugar, hot sauce, a little butter, red pepper flake. Red pepper flake. Little touch of uh, I think I put a touch of AP in there or something, Mm-mm. and then and then I had vinegar sauce, and then I dunked the legs in it, hung them back on the rack, let that glaze up for another 15 20 minutes. The whole thing was less than an hour and a half, made them like candy red. Yeah, it was beautiful. That firecracker sauce was good. I've got that, that recipe. Where did I do that firecracker chicken? That's been yellow kitchen days. Yes, it's been a long, long time ago, but it was really good. You cut up a whole chicken and did it, and it was like a July 4th recipe. Yeah, you just firecracker chicken. I just, yeah. You marinated. I just made that sauce up. It was kind of like, not really a buffalo sauce, but it's kind of, so it's brown. it's got so much brown sugar in it. Yeah. So it's a half a cup of brown sugar, a half a cup of hot sauce, and you use like a Frank's or a Killer Hog, yeah. something, you know. A eating sauce. An eating you can sauce. You can take that to M80 level if you want to. <laughs> Go ahead and get something fire hot. Yeah. <laughs> I suggest an eating sauce like Crystal, Louisiana, Killer Hogs, Frank's, Texas Pea, something you like yeah. to eat. So it's a half cup brown sugar, half a cup of hot sauce, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, a teaspoon of salt, a teaspoon of red pepper. Red pepper flakes. And yeah. That's it. But if you're going to use like a hot rub on the outside, I would omit the sauce from, I mean, the, the salt. salt from the um, yeah, firecracker yeah, sauce. Yeah, because hot rub's got a little heat to it yeah. or a little saltiness to it. Yeah. I thought I put butter. I, made, I must not have, but I did add vinegar to the one that we did, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was just like I put a, a vinegar sauce. I just, you know, wanted that element too. Yeah. It was kind of a twist on it. That's a good sauce on its own for wings. It is. Chicken, it is. Though. It's one of my favorites. It's, it's really, real thin, really good. You know? I've had several people tell me, man, I use that firecracker sauce on all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I've never done that for a contest either. I need to 
I bet it would be good. Because it's thin. It runs, you know? We used to put a buffalo sauce in our, uh, our competition chicken sauce. Yeah. We did it at the It was like barbecue here. sauce mixed with a wing sauce. Yes. It had butter and, yep. and hot yep. sauce in it. Yep. Yeah, we, it's really good, though. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just put that on the very end, let it glaze. And, it, and like Tyler said, it kind of makes them look like candy, little candy apples, mm-hmm. don't it? That's where the lollipop comes in. It gives it that shine. And, Everybody was asking, like, is the process worth it? And I think it's all of a presentation thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it ain't like it takes a long time to do it. But you could hang, you could just hang the legs on there and dip them in the same sauce, get the same effect. Yeah, do the exact same method. Yeah. Just not the trim. It's just, and that's all it is. It just cleans it up. You take out that tendon, you take out that bone. You don't want to eat that anyway. That's my hang up on eating chicken legs is you eat them and they got that little nasty tendon off in there and they're gristly. So I cut all that stuff out. So really it's just all the good meat pushed down. Yeah, I guarantee you're going to impress somebody at a barbecue if you Maybe show them those. Yeah, they Heck see those. Know. Like, wow, why would you do this chicken? <laughs> oh, got fancy on them, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Pulled off the ankle meat, pushed all the skin down, trimmed out the tendon. That's all you did. But it does make for a better bite. It does. Yeah, you eat all that off and go to the probably eat six of them. So last week. You do it with uh, chicken drummies, too, and make little baby lollipops. You have done that before. Call them dum-dums. <laughs> 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 Good. You did that one People, time. I, I don't know if I did it on video though, did uh-uh. I? I forgot I what we them. did. On, we were doing them for. You can do it with the flat, the flats too. You just have to take out the small bone, and leave them on the bigger bone, push it all down, and it still makes a nice little lollipop. So yeah. that does take some time because they're smaller and you got to jack with them. But they don't have all the tendon and stuff. You got to take out the extra, you know, extra little sharp bone. People also liked that choice in song I picked out. What was it? <laughs> Lollipop song. Lil Wayne? No, we I, we were going to go for that one. We ended up going with Candy Shop. Oh, that's what it was, Candy oh. Shop. Yeah. yeah. 50 Cent? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it fit the video very well, I will say that. <laughs> it's hard to pick the right song for a TikTok. Oh, it's real hard. I spent more time doing that than we do thinking about what we were cooking. Heck yeah. What kind of music do I go with this? That's what's going to dictate what I'm cooking. Figuring out what Ooh, they I got. Except for this song. Yeah. I got a catalog in my head, though. So. If, songs, if you got the songs, I'll make the recipes to go with it. Usually you ask her and she just has it. She like yeah, fires yeah. it right back at you. Like, yeah. what about this? I'm like, that's perfect. Thank you. <laughs> I know. I got, I have a. Uh, a bunch of wasted space just uh, using to store music, <laughs> music, <laughs> knowledge, and information and facts. Oh, music. Yeah. Um, last week, we released Jay's Memphis M.A. rib recipe. Oh, he messed up. <laughs> messed up and showed me what he did to win Memphis M.A. Now it's on this week. Don't think I wasn't taking notes. <laughs> yeah, but you're not using his method. Mm. I may adopt some of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I may adopt some of it. I know, what, I know it worked for him. So. I tell you what, what did you think about his ribs? I thought they were excellent. I did too. Excellent. I They're not why so why one. Two things. He puts a lot of seasoning on them, and you think they would be overpowering, and they're not. And they are not- just, they are, it's, I wouldn't say they're, I wouldn't call it neutral, but it's smooth. It's a smooth tasting rib. That's a good way to put it. One thing doesn't pop out over the other. They're not overly sauced. He nails the done the texture of them. That's the biggest. That's the biggest takeaway mm-hmm. is nailing that texture. And he cooks them pretty fast. Uh, you know, he's cooking three hundred degrees. He's yeah. a, he's upwards two seventy five closer to three hundred. That's it's one a thing. Three hour rib, really. That's one thing they got left out of that video is the, how long? How 
the temp. Oh yeah, the temp. Oh, and it's three hundred. He cooks it three hundred. Yeah. He wants he wants that outlaw to run three hundred degrees the whole time. He smokes them for two hours. He wraps them for one hour. That's when he checks them and he holds them for at least an hour. But really, a cook grill time, it's a three hour rib. Yeah. And then he puts them back on and glazes them, which is about 10, 15 minutes. But it was, uh, I mean, he cuts them down. So his process is you cook loin back ribs. You got to have loin backs. Um, I think he busted out the I don't remember if he said what kind. Those were prairie fresh. But at Memphis and May, he cooks the uh, Allegiance. He gets them from Brad. Um, at the butcher's block in South Haven, and Brad trims them down for him. That's what I was going to ask. Does he do yeah. that for all those slabs? Yeah, Jay don't take 18 slabs and trim them down with that hand tool. He, he brought the hand tool so he could demonstrate it just on the video of mm-hmm. cleaning up that chine bone. The reason, the whole reason why we do that, it's not, um, it's not like so much for presentation. We want a tiny little rib. It's so that we can get more pieces in the box. Because if you don't cut down a wide rib like that, it is hard to stack as many pieces as we need to for the judges. We want to give them a full box. We want the lid to close. We want them to look neat. Well, we figured out if you cut those ribs down, you take out that chine bone, you shorten them so they're they're smaller, but you can stack them in there super neat, and they the lid closes and they look like they're meant to go to the box. So really, it's cutting them down for the box. Now for and your own sites and for your. Uh, finals judging, you really don't have to cut those down like that. We still knock off most of that chine bone just because if you've ever ate a baby back rib and you get down to where that chine area is, there's some cartilage down there, little pieces of bone fragments where it was attached to the backbone will come off in your mouth. And there's no way that I want to judge to get something off in their mouth besides good, tender, flavored, smoked meat. Yeah. And if they're biting little pieces of bone and they're having to spit that out, that's another thing for them to knock you down. So if you take that off, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And that's really common. Most of y'all do that. Yeah. Most everybody's getting their meat cut down like that. I mean, the guys that are consistently winning and doing good are getting their butchers to cut them down. They, what they do is they take them, they run them on a bandsaw. They've kind of got a jig made and they know how wide to cut them, where we want the box ribs, where we want the presentation ribs. They run them down there and they kind of angle them a little bit, take off the little sharp vampire fangs that stick off on one end, and it's almost a flat. They, they cut that curve out of that uh, loin back rib. They lay perfect. Um, that's what Jay did with this saw. Yeah. I mean, uh, for KCBS, are y'all doing that for St. Louis? Uh, we do it with a knife, though, because you don't have to, you know, you can you can take your knife and shape them up. So, yeah, we do that. And but it's basically just, cutting yeah. the opposite end off. It's cutting the rib tip end off where it's kind of connected to the breastbone. So that's that. I never thought about it that way, yeah. but that's yeah. You're cutting the opposite side off, yeah. but you're still wanting them to lay flat, be more even. It makes for it's better presentation. better presentation in the box. That's what it's all about: presentation score. If they weren't judging us on presentation, if that wasn't a factor, we probably wouldn't worry about it. And personally, when we're cooking at home, I like those little end pieces because you got the cartilage and the fat. You like yeah, yeah. There's a lot of flavor there. Yeah, that's for sure. Is. A lot but, of flavor. So you, uh, would you do that if you were cooking a rib at home? No, I wouldn't. I don't cut them down. I want to. I don't want to spend for meat. I'm just throwing away because we just throw that stuff away, and it, it's only like a little inch wide, usually strip, and they're not good for a whole lot because it's just all cartilage and stuff. I guess you can make stock with it or something if you wanted to. Yeah. Um. Now the tips when I cut them off of like a whole spare rib, that's I, okay. I can save those and cook them and eat them. <laughs> those are good. Those are good. Uh. So Jay went, after he got his ribs cut down, he don't put any kind of binder except a little bit of water on them. He missed them a little bit. 
just to get them a little damp. And then he starts putting his rub on. And he yeah. goes, he uses two seasonings, and this is exactly what he used at Memphis and May is my hot rub and his mojo rub. And that's the only two he needed. And they rock and roll together. Yep. It's they a good combo. Good. His has a little bit of a slight smokiness. Um, mine brings some heat, some color to it. He's got kind of the same same general flavors. He just has a smokiness and a little bit lighter color than ours drives the red home. Um, but he goes heavy. He goes pretty heavy. Yeah. yeah. But that's kind of common. Yeah. Most of the I guys mean, that are. Well, see, th- would you would you season them that heavy if you were just cooking them at home? No. Because you're going to eat a whole, you're cooking ribs at home to eat a rack of ribs or, you know, eat three or four bones. These, we're lucky if Judge takes more than one bite. So. You got to wow them. Yeah, you got to wow them. You got to be better than the next guy. Yeah. It's comparative judging. They're going to taste one, then they're going to taste yours, then they're going to taste the next one. And you got to give them a reason to come back to yours. Yeah, which one So it can't be there? just totally flat. It's a one bite. You got to get all that flavor, all that deliciousness in one bite. So that's why we go like we do. But. Jay still weren't like over seasoned as far as when you taste them. I could I could eat those. No, they weren't. They and that's really what I thought good. was so good about them. I was like, man, wow, you know, I expected these to be over the top top, but they weren't. Um, one thing with with Jay is he he reverses his order. You know, he'll season yeah. this way, and then on the other side, he reverses his order. Yeah, so on the the bone side, which is the back side, he goes hot rub and then mojo. Well, on the when he flips them over to the after he lets that sweat in. And he flips them over, does mojo, and then hot because yeah. that's the side you're going to see presentation. He wants that red to pop. And I've never seen anybody else do that kind of like rotate them like yeah. that. But it's it's funny every time we cook with someone or do a video with somebody, it's always some little something that they do different. You know yeah, that yeah. I think's interesting. You know everybody every pit master has their own little nuance, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah different way of doing it. I like this thinking. I mean, it was because. He wants them to taste his mojo rub first. He wants them to see the red, you know, the appearance of the, the hot rub. But then he wants them to taste on the bottom side. First thing hits their tongue is his mojo rub. Yep. Because he's selling that as he's sitting down. That you know, this is the seasoning I made and why I made it. What flavors I want you to taste. And if that's the first one they taste, that's what's going to pop to them. So, what do you think about the wrap? Uh, it's a lot of country crop. <laughs> A lot of bacon fat. A lot of bacon fat, yeah. He had a lot of stuff in there. I, that's one thing. I, I mean, I couldn't tell a big difference with the bacon fat. I expected it. When he did that and showed it, I was like, man, that's going to taste like bacon. I didn't get it. I, I didn't mean, get and it. And it wasn't yeah. greasy or anything. It was just a lot more butter than we've been putting in. Yeah. A lot more fat than we've been putting in a wrap. He didn't do the brown sugar. Though. Yeah. He, did he not pile it on the backside? No, I can't remember. remember. He didn't put anything he on only, that. He only just put a little hot more, rub. Just a little more hot rub, wasn't it? And they were. Yeah, he put some rub down. They put his brown sugar down, put his butter, and he did his honey. And he uses that bee's knees honey, which is a spicy honey. It's like a. Is habanero. it a mapley? Um, they have a maple, but I don't think he used the maple in his ribs. He just used the spicy one. And if you taste a spoon of that, it will light you on fire. <laughs> it's some that hot, hot stuff. Did you try, did you try it, Tyler? No, I'm gonna have to now. We've got some back there, and it'll light you up. Is it hotter than the Mike's Hot Honey y'all been using? Um, yes, I would say it is. It is. Don't give away my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> we have been using that what? on. We've what? been using that on turnip greens. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about, uh, you know, yeah, 
Not ribs. No, no ribs. No, no, not no. ribs at all. Mm-mm. Um, chicken feet. We've been cooking a lot of chicken feet. We put honey, hot honey chicken feet. <laughs> hot honey chicken feet. I forgot to bring that up. Uh, yeah, but um, his ribs weren't deteriorated when he pulled no, them out. No, and I think that's because he didn't put too much stuff on the back side of them to yeah. really hit them with that moisture because that'll separate them. And, they're real pretty when he put yeah, them they're, out. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um. He went one hour in the wrap. He checked them. He's looking for, you know, 206, 207, he says, is what his target temp is. Went, But it's really, it's not so much about that target temp as it is that feel. When he fit, when uh, you tell when Jay first picked him up that he's bending the rack, see if it's going to bend, and then he's going to open it and look at it and see what his bone pullback disintegration is looking like, and then he's going to poke them. And if the temps are 206, 207 in that ballpark, but they're going in super soft, he's taking them to the cooler and holding them at that yeah. point. Not draining them, letting the steam out, setting them in a box. And you just use a, a it's a party, it's a Coleman party stacker mm-hmm. cooler. You can get six slabs of ribs in there. It's a great little rib box. Yeah, we use them all the time. Use them all the time. It's a great little beer pool. Box. Yeah, it's, a, it's great, <laughs> it's great for putting a case of beer and sitting out by the pool. Doesn't have two solid si- two tall sides. You can reach over in it really. <laughs> That's what I like about it. Um, it's versatile. So when he uh, it's a party stacker. When he uh, glazed them, he did a fifty fifty blend. Yeah, and what vinegar I, and the barbecue sauce. So Jay takes his sauce and heats it up till it's not boiling, but it's a really good simmer. You know, there's tons of bubbles coming up. It's uh, it's right there on the verge, and he pours it up in a Yeti jug. So it'll hold it for hours hot, and he puts that sauce on hot thin. That way, it'll it'll kind of run off, and it's not like a super super saucy rib. Then he puts it back on the grill and lets it set, which makes it adhere to it, so you're not just getting it all over you. Yeah, because you don't want it to be saucy. A lot of times, I think we get carried away and put too much sauce on entries because it's not you know it's not a sauce contest, even though people say it's kind of turning into it. You got to, I think the sauce should accompany it. You know, it should complement the meat, but you should still taste the smoke, the pork, main thing, seasonings, and then the sauce. And that's kind of what I got from Jay's, and I see why that does good. Yeah. Oh, it was an excellent rib. It was just everything about it made you go, mm, and want another bite. Texture was perfect. Um, I have, uh, he has used that Yes Deer sauce um, yeah. before. He, I think he mixes that with Killer vinegar. Hogs, too. Yeah, Killer Hogs Yes, there's competition sauce with Killer Hogs, or Killer Hogs vinegar yeah. sauce. I know he's used that like before Like a 50-50 in the ratio. And that's usually what it does. It keeps it simple. Yeah. It's not, it's, not, you know, it's not something complicated. You know, one thing that's always impressed me is the ribs will come out, they'll be done glazing, and y'all will turn them upside down and put that pretty top side down on the board to cut them, and it doesn't affect them. Because you baked it on enough. Yeah, you, you baked cook, it on you enough. You cook that, set that sauce enough. And then Jay also brushes that board. Yeah. You put a little sauce down on whatever your cutting board is, it'll help it to not stick. Um, one thing I like that he did, too, is he used that little thumb grinder. He puts his rub back in That's there. That's true. Yeah. You need a pop of flavor at the end. You want to add something without it being gritty, without it you know being too a much. Finishing. You can control it. It's a finishing rub. Yeah. You run it through one of those little thumb grinders, and it just puts the right amount out, and you can give things a pop of flavor with that. And it's so, precision. That's yeah. right. Put it where you want it. And all he had in there was the same two rubs, Mojo and Hot. Yeah. He kept that throughout. Flavor consistent, yeah. yeah. So if you think about it, he wasn't using that many different things in it. 
I mean, he had the bacon, the country crock, and the bacon grease, the country crock, and the honey. But his two seasonings stayed the same, and he just used the two sauces. Yeah, that's um, it. But he but he's got it down, or he nails it every single time. Knows when it's done. Knows how long to hold it. Y'all like them outlaw pits too. Love them outlaw pits. It's every uh, so we're cooking on outlaw pits for yeah. Memphis May. Jay's cooking on uh, Mojo. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee Mojo. He's gonna have several down there. Yeah. There'll be some other teams cooking them, too, I guarantee it. Yeah, I'm sure. So what's a Hollywood cut? Where did that name come from? What is it? I don't know where it came from. When they, when I first got into barbecue, that's what everybody called that two-bone cut. And it was kind of a – it's really a Memphis and May cut. And what it is is where you have two bones, but then you want meat on the outside of each of those bones. So, so it's, it's meat, meat, bone, meat, bone, meat. meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two Cadillac bones, cut, three. Hollywood cut, Memphis cut. We do that because we're judged on the, the tenderness of it. So when you put those in a box, the judge can pick them up, and they got two bones. They can grab each and pull it and see if that rib's tender. It should pull apart. So it kind of helps them judge, and they're taught like that in the judging classes to judge you on tenderness based on how you pull those apart, then how does it bite, how does it feel in your mouth, what's the texture like. So that's all part of your score. Yeah. And in Memphis, it's comparative. Yeah, and I don't know why they call it Hollywood. It's not like they're cooking, cooking, blowing back ribs out in Hollywood. I guess if you was going to take, if you're going to take them and put them in a, put them on a TV show or, a, or make a movie about ribs, you'd want them, you want them to look like that. Maybe I don't know. That's a good question though. That's just what Why it's always Hollywood been called. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who the first person to cut ribs and put them in a box like that was. I imagine the first ribs that the people were turning in were just. They're probably baby backs, but they probably just cut them in bones yeah. and filled a box up. They weren't worried about it. I'm guaranteeing they did not put as just much effort as y'all do. Yeah. Competition barbecue is it's a lot of effort that goes into it. There's a oh, lot yeah. of thinking about ton, it. A yeah. Ton. Um so this week we did a barbecue baked potato. That was my video. And I did that one because me and Tyler did it on TikToks a while back, and it went crazy. Like it got, you didn't do barbecue though. No, it was just a it was a just loaded like a cheesy or something. Twice loaded cheesy tater or something. Potato. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it got a ton of views and comments. And I said, hmm, maybe people want to see the barbecue tater. And man, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that thing was delicious. You can't go wrong with that. You can. How can you? <laughs> loaded baked potato, butter, sour cream, cheese, bacon. Green onion and a baked potato, mix the whole up, season it up with a little salt, pepper, garlic, back in your potato hole, <laughs> load it with pulled pork, little barbecue sauce, smother it in more cheese. I used cheddar and Monterey Jack, put it back on the pit, topped it with more bacon, a little green onion. I don't know what else it needed. It was like, really good. That was a that was a $20 potato. <laughs> I would pay, I would have gladly paid $20 for that. Loaded up. I mean, you know, I piled the pork on it, piled the cheese on it. That was a delicious pork butt, by the way. I tell you, you know what was the best part about that? I don't know if it was the best part, but it, was, it impressed me was the bacon fat on the outside of the skin. I eat potato skin. I like When I get my baked potato, yeah. I like it to be seasoned I want to eat the skin. And I put the hot rub on it. I'd never done that. I was like, you know what would be good? It yeah. was good. Normally, I do like AP or TX with a little parsley and just, just yeah, oil. a little olive oil. Yeah, but this one, I said bacon fat. Save that bacon fat. We cook the bacon for the insides. Brush it on the outside and put it with hot rub. Man, it tasted like a hot rub baked potato. It's good. <laughs> Real good. Could you taste the bacon fat in that application? Mm, no. Not really? I didn't really 
taste it. I just know it's, I just know it's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've saved bacon fat before and used it for like roasting potatoes. Yeah, like it's just real good. Little, drizzle it in the yeah. oven. So now them. I need to do that. Just quarter up some potatoes, drizzle them with bacon fat, and sprinkle them with hot rub in the oven. Oh, that would be good. Pretty good. Barbecued roasted potato with some chicken or pork chops. That'd be a good little dinner. Do you remember how juicy and flavorful and, and, and wonderful that pork butt was? I do. That was, I'm telling y'all, you cannot beat overnight low super smoked pork butt on a Traeger. You're not taking my bait. Huh? <laughs> no, I remember. Oh, what a, what I you, cooked it. That's right. You did do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was I doing that weekend? Were you, you were cooking ribs. Oh, yeah. We had a contest. Yeah, That's had a right. Contest. We were at a contest. Come in. You said, I'm going to go ahead and start this pork butt. You put it on like five o'clock. It was done about. Eight o'clock that morning, mm-hmm. we started filming. Rested it for a little while. It was, I don't you know what you put on it. I mean, you can't mess them up. Those overnight pork butts on the pellet grill or uh, with the soup. As, as long as you got a pellet grill that you know you can trust and not, not have to get out in the middle of the night and check on it, put pellets in it, that'll roll and then I'll put some good smoke on it. You don't even do anything. Mm-mm. It's just like close the lid and leave it, let it roll. And it's perfect every time. Like, I don't know if you can mess one up. I've done it several times. It's just so easy. Yeah. I like the way the bark gets on it. It's yeah. like an old school bark. It gets hard in some spots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's good. I'll, I like them great. When I, when I would go to Morrison's Grocery, which is one of the finest pork sandwiches you'd ever eat, it's not open anymore. Um, I would want them pulled and crunchy. And that means they'd always put some of those little hard pieces in there when they pull the meat in your sandwich. And man, it makes it so good. Yeah. It gives it flavor. That's right. Texture. Um, you really could do that recipe in the oven, not the pork butt, though. The, the tater you could. Yeah. Yeah. You just bake the that's potato. Just a, that's just a twice-baked potato. You could. It doesn't get special till you put the pulled pork yeah, and yeah. the barbecue sauce and all the cheese on top. You could use brisket. Bacon. Yeah, I've seen it done with burning ends. I've seen it. It'd be really good with the pot, with the, like the Mississippi pot roast yeah, over the yeah. top of it. That's a good way to use some leftover pot roast. Mm-hmm. Make, make a load of baked potato. A whole nother meal. You know, uh, what is it, Nukes that does those? Melissa does one in her yeah. restaurant at Memphis Barbecue. If you've never had their jumbo stuffed potato, man, you're missing out. It's good. Really good. Have you had it? It's my go-to. It? Oh, yeah. Is it? yeah, it's good. It's good. Does she just do a baked potato or does she pull it out, toss it with the stuff like Mount does? No, it's just the toppings on top okay. and then you get pulled pork or brisket. And Over that. that, yeah. It's not like, yeah, it's not mixed up. Mm-hmm. So I like mine mixed up. All cheesy and yeah. whatnot. Yep. Um, Do all the work for you. You don't have to worry about mixing it in. <laughs> so Memphis and May, and I kept the skins, and I just like I had some extra. Oh yeah, left up, so I just loaded it. And those little potato skins were good. So what'd you do with those? You put a little of the leftover um, potato inside. I didn't have any more pulled. I, mean, I didn't put pulled pork on those. I don't think. I think I just put cheese on them. So it was just like a a Friday's potato skin. Yeah. Did you see where they're tearing down the Fridays in South Haven? Whataburger is coming to town. You see that? Do you like do you like Whataburger, Tyler? I've never tried it. Uh, what? Oh man! Try the spicy ketchup from Whataburger. Walmart. That's really good. Yeah. So. They have got a patty melt. Yeah, they've got a good patty you. melt. Yep, the water chicken. Do they got the water fish? They do have a water fish. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never tried it. Never tried it. Uh-uh. I think it's beer battered, and I shy away from that. Yeah, you like your beer in liquid form. Yeah, exactly. So, Memphis May is coming up. It is, and I'm geared up. That's why I'm so excited today. 
What do we have? I, I can't believe. So I don't know when. I don't even know when we're going to release this podcast. I'm assuming it's sometime this week, but this is Tuesday. We're recording it, and we are going. I'll be down there from as soon as we get through this. We got to get a little game plan, and it's go time. We're uh, you know finishing our setup process. We started actually. We dropped our trailer Friday. on early load in last Friday, and then they put our tent and flooring up, and they had a major storm come through and tear up a bunch of crap <laughs> on Sunday. Luckily, nothing at ours got tore up. And then Monday it was back on, but yesterday we filmed another video. That'll be coming out, I don't know, in a week or so, Memorial Day maybe. And then uh, today it's podcast day and go. And then so I'm ready to get down there. Mate, we've got a beautiful spot on the river. We're kind of on that south. Uh, no, we're on the north end. No, I'm used to saying we're on the south end. Yeah. We're closer to the what we call the new bridge. This is the first <laughs> year we've been on that side since our first year in the professional category. There was one year that we did where we were up on the street. That was the closer. first year. That was wasn't it? the first year. First couple of years we did like closer to Willingham. We were right behind John Willingham and yeah, Spine yeah. Bucks guys. So that was kind of midways. Yes. But anyway, we've got a great spot. It's right on the river. We can see the bridge. It's kind of angled a little bit, so it's a beautiful view. I'm excited. We got sauces. What are we turning in? Thursday starts turn ins. We got to uh, vinegar sauce, tomato sauce, and mustard sauce. Which you've won vinegar sauce category yeah, there before. Heck yeah. Same vinegar sauce I got bottled. Uh, We're turning this turn it in. Turn it right in out of the bottle. You warm it up. Yeah. That's the whole trick to that. You don't turn in a cold sauce. You turn in a slightly warm sauce. And judges seem to like it. Then we got wings due that day. I think Mark's going to do his. Parm wings? Is that what so. it is? It's like a, I think he's got a video on it. Yeah, it's like a it's like a parm, parmesan hot wing. He does them on the pellet grill, and it, he uses his his swine life grind. I think Mississippi grind mixed with just regular craft grated parm, and puts it on the outside, and it makes them crispy on the pellet grill. So he smokes, uh, but I don't know if he's not doing it on pellet grill. He no, he's do it on outlaw. outlaw, and so it'll have a little bit more smoky flavor. But they're good. We did them at this last wing contest. They turned out really good. And he drizzles them with like a spicy ranch that you made. He you norm- I don't know, know what he normally does with them. But you want to know the key to that spicy ranch? What is? How'd you make that spicy <laughs> ranch? Uh, Valley Ranch packet. Yeah, but That's you the base. D- you do. Uh, I do a hilly Hidden Valley Ranch packet and a half. Oh, so you ranchify it? Kick that up. ranch up yeah, a little bit, and then add a little white pepper, add a little cayenne pepper. No hot sauce. I guess it is still kind of. Uh-uh, we didn't add hot sauce to that one because yeah. you didn't want the color to be orangey. That's right. That was good. That was really good. And then we drizzled some hot sauce on it too. Yeah. So, so it kind of gives them both best of both worlds. But that's going down Thursday. Friday is where the re- the remainder of the ancillary contest are. And this year we're in beef. Beef and exotic. I've ordered some A9 uh, Wagyu fillets from Kevin down in Pensacola, the butcher shop. He sent up some beautiful fillets. Those are going down with like a borzen cheese sauce. Cook them medium rare and fill a box up. What you turning in for exotic? Ostrich? No. <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo. No, or bison or tatanka. I don't know. What. <laughs> tatanka. <laughs> I got called a couple buddy Vanny down at uh, Mossy Oak and told him I need look, man. Got exotic category. I need something out. You know, I need something good. And I cooked those for a recipe. Uh, back when I was doing the gamekeeper stuff with Mossy Oak last fall, uh, last winter, and so I want some more of those ribeyes. So he sent me some ribeyes. 
So that's what we're doing. It's buffalo ribeye. Are you afraid they're going to think this is not exotic? This is beef. No. <laughs> I mean, it is exotic. It's 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 wild. Yeah, game. but it's so pretty. You know, it's so. Oh yeah. No, you can tell the difference. It's not as it's. I mean, now would would you be able to say this is a ribeye or like a beef ribeye? You could tell it's not beef because it doesn't have the marbling. It's a that's lot true. leaner. So you don't want to overcook it. That's the main thing. So as long as we don't overcook it, we ought to be gold there. But it's still really good. But I think I could tell it wouldn't, you know, side yeah. by side. Now, if it was just like a whole bunch of meat entries, you get it. You can be, oh, you know, it's, it's kind of like steak. But I'm sure there's some people cheat, though. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Who knows? Who knows? I've heard rumors. <laughs> I've heard rumors that people turn in non Chicken for alligator. Yeah, non-alligator meat. It's really ch- tastes like chicken. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good alligator. <laughs> <laughs> it's turtle meat. It's like, turtle meat. It's a lot like uh. hot wings. <laughs> Trust me, it's turtle meat. <laughs> what color meat is turtle? Is it a white meat? Is I've it a red turtle. meat? I assume it's a white. Yeah. yeah, they say it tastes like chicken. Everything, everything comes from the swamp. Tastes like chicken. Yeah. Frog legs taste. I've had a some like alligator chicken. that tastes like alligator. He's <laughs> <laughs> like you tastes like it's aquarium t- bad yeah, aquarium. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> Your spittle aquarium needs cleaning about what alligator tastes like. <laughs> I've had some baby alligator taste really good. Like oh, I've had some legs. I've had some like uh, fried alligator, you know, tail alligator or whatever. Yeah. It was really good. But that's what's going on for us. We're going to be hardcore Memphis and May this week. Watch back, out. Back at it next week with uh, what's a video we're doing. Oh, we got uh, Fergie coming up. Oh, yeah, the burn-in, the Kansas City-style burn-ins. The Fergie video is coming up. I need to let him know that's going to be dropping because he asked me the other day. He's like, when did I say, man, it'll probably be sometime in June. <laughs> no, it's I next week. Yeah, I don't remember. It's supposed to be next I week. I need to shoot him a note. He, got, yeah. he invited us to come hang out with him at the Royal, too. Ooh, when is the know. Royal this year? Since September. Um, our September's going to be jam up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to make it or not. I want to go bad. We'll I try. I had cooked the KCBS contest, so. Don't have an entry. Yeah. Eh. Next year. But that's that's about all I got going on. That's about all I got going on too. Um I was gonna get your opinion on one thing before I we was on up. Barbecue Central last week. If you didn't get that, go back and check out Greg's show. That was a pretty good one. All right. We talked about Memphis May. Talked about all kinds of stuff. Y'all always talk about a lot of stuff. So Epicurious, you know what Epicurious is? Are those the cow haters? <laughs> they don't hate cows. They say they love, they love them. cows. They're Buddhist. Then. <laughs> they uh, so Epicurious, I guess, is this yeah. online website. It's been they do a recipe catalogs. Yeah, but they came out with this whole big thing where they are dropping beef recipes from their platform. That's more beef for me <laughs> and you. It's not going to hurt my feelings. If you want beef recipes, come see us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish they would have threw out a referral there. For beef recipes, you can check out people like How to Barbecue Right. <laughs> <laughs> you were on bar, bar bar bo- stool, a Barstool Sports the other day. Oh, I was, yeah. yeah. I was one of the top uh, YouTubers to watch this summer. Barbecue YouTubers. Barbecue YouTubers. Yeah. Barbecue YouTubers. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't, I, you know... It's for, I get it. They, they say, say it's for climate. 
They don't hate beef. Because cows beef. are. I, I don't know. They Cows have been around forever. I don't get it. I don't. I mean, because they pooped. That's what the thing is. They say they give off so much gas. and So if we didn't have. So what do they want to do with all these cows? Just turn them loose and let them be, keep them as pets? Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I guess stop breeding them. Yeah. To I make delicious. I, I refuse to believe cows are, are changing the environment that much. Now, if you told me the, the the truck shipping them around and everything else that went with it, I might buy that. But a cow eating grass, producing gas, and passing it out. That seems pretty know. natural to me. That seems pretty natural to me. There's a lot of animals doing that, not just cows. <laughs> so uh, I, mean, I think they just take They've got some tree huggers part of that group, and that's fine. I'm not nothing against them. I'm all for them, and it's more beef for us. That's my stance on it. How do you feel? Um, I love you hate them because they ribeyes. No, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, that's what I said too. Free world, free they, country. They're not affecting me at all. Not affecting me by the yeah. Long, they quit selling steaks at Walmart. We're gonna have problems. <laughs> <laughs> Build their boycott. <laughs> Turns out Walmart had a good steak. That was a that I've was like been a, burned before. That was like a, I'm not convinced that Walmart's yeah. turned the corner. Diamond in the rough. Yeah, you got a good Walmart. <laughs> it's not where I would recommend going, but if it's the only place you got to go, and it wasn't. Know. I mean, we went over there and looked. It was like it, if I couldn't while, find a good ribeye, I was not going to buy chicken it. Or something yeah, or a hamburger. Somebody did tell us that Kroger is selling uh, some ground. I think it was Brian. So they, they've got some really good Australian ground. Uh, Wagyu beef. I now. saw that in there. The he other said day. it's fantastic. I mean, he's he said he's been buying it to make burgers and stuff with. I've got really? to try it. I hadn't seen it. I hadn't paid attention to I it. I noticed it the other day. Does our car grab it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah y'all try that and let me know what you think. I you did. Have you been in Kroger lately? No. Are y'all all back on meat at your house or are y'all off meat? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, we are. You're back on meat. Good. <laughs> I think everybody should be on meat. I'm always on meat. On meat. Yeah. <laughs> She's flaky. <laughs> I mean, you got to limit it. You can't eat meat, red meat every day of your life. Yeah, we do meatless meals yeah, all the time. All the time. We do smoothies for dinner sometimes. I don't put hamburger meat in that. <laughs> <laughs> but this week we got- Everything in moderation, even moderation, all right? Exactly. So we got Memphis and May. We're working really hard at that. We're fixing to go spend the rest of our week downtown. That's right. More importantly, how much beer are we buying? Uh. I have a question mark. I have beer on the list, but I have a question mark beside that. Just put much. <laughs> much. Moss. No, uh, so uh, Russell from, uh, is it Right on Cues, his team name? He's he's a Budweiser man, so he's coming in. He's bringing, he's bootlegging us in some Georgia Budweiser. Unfortunately, Tyler, cover your ears. <laughs> so we're going to have <laughs> I'm options. getting Miller Lite. Oh, we got to have Miller Lite. If I don't have Miller Lite, I'm not going to be able to function right. I put seltzer on there, too. Seltzer. And we'll have Bullfrog. And Jamie requested that I do diet bullfrog. I like it. So there'll be a regular bullfrog and a diet bullfrog. Does that mean non-alcoholic, or does it mean like you're going to make it with the diet sprite product? I'm going to make diet, it with a diet sprite product. product. Still going to have regular old Tito's vodka. In it. Yes, Good. Tito's. <laughs> Tito's. Well, that's what I request. I want some top shelf bullfrog. Oh, okay. <laughs> We can make top, top shelf. Aristocrat. Top <laughs> aristocrat, yeah. <laughs> Usually as aristocrats. I drank a lot of aristocrat in my life. The, uh, they used the to be a black one? eyes. Uh, Do you remember Barnett's? Barnett's. That was Barnett. a good cheap one, too. 
Was it dark eyes? It dark eyes. eyes. It was dark eyes vodka. Did you get on that dark eyes? <laughs> Aristocrat was like $4 a fifth back in the day. Yep. A lot of dark Two, memories. With yeah. <laughs> if you had, like, I remember me and my buddy, and we'd get, we'd get one fifth of Aristocrat, it'd be $2 a piece, and we'd go to Sonic and get half cherry limeades. Used to do that. And then just split the bottle. With Everclear. That was always a good start of a Friday. <laughs> with Everclear. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd split it. That's stout. With my older mate, Sarah. Would you put it in like a, a frozen drink or yeah. a, like a cherry limeade slush or something? Yeah, it would melt the ice. That would be turned up, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> we made we so we used to make with the only thing we put Everclear in was we would make these big uh, batches of hooches. We call it yeah. hooch. We make the hooch, and it would have like if we go get a clean, a brand new like Rubbermaid garbage mm-hmm. can from Walmart usually garbage can. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. we would get a cooler with a spout. Oh, oh no, yeah. we were doing garbage can by the end of the night, we, and then we'd take it around from party to party because it come with a lid. You snap it on, throw it back for. <laughs> How truck. do you get it out? Just reach in there yeah. with your cup. <laughs> Red solo cup. We weren't bothered about COVID back then. There's enough alcohol in there to kill anything. Yeah, but how sticky was everything? Oh, it was a nightmare. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wherever you went, you knew where that stuff had been. <laughs> it stained. And then we would keep, like, we'd always keep a few because you had to keep the starter batch for the next one. So every, we'd, so before everybody left, if there was some left, you know, you'd get your, get your old Hawaiian punch jug or two liter or something. Put you some in it and put it in the fridge of the dorm or whatever. And when you had the next batch, that's what you started with. And there's supposedly there's rumors that have been going on for like 15 years. <laughs> like we got when I got the old miss, it's like, here, this, we're passing this down to you. Here's <laughs> the hooch. <laughs> so keep it going. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure there's still some floating around there. Yeah. COVID might have knocked that COVID might have knocked, yeah. COVID might have done the hooch in. <laughs> I don't know if it's set a year in a dorm. Maybe it's like. Well, that there's enough booze in there to knock it down. That's right. That's what I say too. If COVID survives that. It's tough. Started using his hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hand sanitizer. That's right. That's right. It ran out. Well, let's go make some bullfrog. Let's do it. See, bullfrog is kind of like hooch, but it's just a little slightly fancier version. Yeah, and it's and it's enough like lemonade where if it's a warm day outside, you don't realize you're it's drinking good. the vodka. Yeah, it's, yeah, goes down. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. Um. So that's Wish it. us luck this week. Yeah. Fingers uh, crossed. Shell, where can they find us? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. And if you come down to Memphis in May this week, we are in spot R65 on the river. Come by and say hi. We might just give you a, a bullfrog. If you <laughs> <do>. <laughs> we gone.